Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Danny, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. <laughs> maybe maybe he was watching him on Sportsnet. You know what? That might have been it. He he might have because he actually said he did he watches sports and whatever. So he might have seen him, but he was like, Yeah, have I worked with you before? If Ving Rames had worked with Jerry Dobson, what role and what character would Jerry Dobson play? The gimp. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Can we actually get Jerry on the show at some point? We've been talking about this for like three years. Yes. We really need to. He's checked out. No, he hasn't. He was on a podcast recently. Yeah. He would would come on for sure. But he's enjoying his retirement. With a ball gag. He was was on a show (laughs) with a ball gag. It was about sadomasochism. And how much it was entitled How Much Pain Is Not Enough. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get Jerry on. We love Jerry. We must get him on and uh, regale some early Sportsnet Premier League stories, Craig. When yeah. you boys started the whole thing up all those years ago. It must feel like yesterday, huh? It does. Jerry actually did a couple years by himself. Because I think late nineties, yeah, Sportsnet got it in ninety six or ninety eight. Sportsnet didn't come to they. they, I think they launched in ninety eight. Ninety eight. That's right. That's right. Because the score was first. Yeah, and I think because we we would do the first properties. The score would do the sports for CTV, or the the sports hits. Um, So we had an edit suite called Mm -hmm. the CTV suite, which did all the sports hits for CTV. But then CTV created and bought or launched Sportsnet. So the score lost um, the CTV deal. Sportsnet produced their sports. And then fast forward, and that weird merger, acquisition, mm-hmm. Rogers takeover, t- lab. it's very confusing. 
Strange times, Craig. Strange times. My it first was, job it, in it sports. It was strange, wasn't it? Yeah. My first job in sports, Craig. It was CTV Sportsnet we worked at. That's right. A lot of people don't realize that that Bell created Sportsnet, and then they bought TSN. Then they had them both, and the monopolies and mergers basically made them sell one. And because Sportsnet was pretty new, TSN was established already making money. That's why they they sold off Rogers Sportsnet. They should do that with our telecommunications companies. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Let them buy everybody. Like No, I, I like here. paying the most for my cell phone than any other country in the world. I, I oh, love that. Yeah. We're number one. It's important, I think. Good bragging rights. By a long way. That was a long time ago, though, Craig. Eh? Jesus Christ, 25 years ago. So, yeah, Jerry, so Jerry would have hosted, I think, maybe without a pundit because they weren't live games to start with i don't think or maybe one well they were we de we delayed them five minutes so we That's would open right. up the show at 10 o'clock in the morning for three o'clock kickoffs in england and we would delay it five minutes we do a five minute preview throw to the game and that was acceptable back then because you know you didn't know live scores so five minutes was fine nobody could find out it was it was okay you can't do that nowadays well, there weren't smartphones, were there? No. <laughs> there were cell phones, but not smartphones. Fuck, we're old bastards, aren't we? Yes. So, yeah, so then Sportsnet had the rights for up until 2007. And then um, I was at the score, and I walked into work one day, and, and my boss, Anthony Ciccioni, greatest dude in the world, said, hey, Shams, we just got the rights to the Premier League. And I was like, well, yeah, wow, wow, what, what? Yeah, we just, we bid. We put in a cheeky bid for the Premier League rights and we won the rights to the Premier League. And I just couldn't freaking believe. It. I thought, finally, we can fuck over those arseholes, Forrest and Dobson. No, I didn't say that. But yeah, you did. I was so excited. And I had this vision and I created this vision called the Footy Show, right? And I pitched it and all these games and it's incredible, you know, wall-to-wall -wall coverage. And then, then the next day, Anthony comes in and goes, hey, Shams, we sold them back to Sportsnet. <laughs> I'm like, what? I remember that. What I have you done? That. So they, they did they a flip? All back except one game. They did we like a... The, uh, the Sunday late kickoff. They did an HGTV flip of Sportsnet, printed it up, or of English Premier League, and then sold it. Yeah. Oh you should have... I mean, I was in, elated in cloud nine. And then like, you've done what? Why? Why? Made a crap load of money out of it, probably. But we did retain the one. We retained the one game, and uh, and the footy show was born from that. So I can't complain. But there's those that are listening. You can't see this, but we've got a picture of uh, the legend himself, Jerry Dobson, in the top corner. We'll put this up, I'm sure, on uh, on the socials. <laughs> Scott you saw, Moore. You saw Jerry, Scott Moore hire Jerry Dobson uh, in '98. I think he was. He just left. Where did he leave? He leave, left a, telev a television company, and I think he. had been out of work for a few months and scott moore was like hey jerry do you know anything about football He's like no i know nothing perfect you start saturday <laughs> <laughs> but he was a pro he sold it your eyes are too close i don't trust you you're starting saturday <laughs> <laughs> if you let me down you'll never play for me again <laughs> but it was a real tipping point wasn't it for for the sport in this country, just having that weekly exposure to the Premier League mm. and what was born from it. Well, we had, Soccer Saturday was big. Yeah, I remember watching that. 
And TSN, Graham Leggett, another legend. It was a week behind the highlights. Mm -hmm. The game was a week behind. And then the game, yeah. Then they would come on at halftime and show the halftime scores live, like this is what's happening now. And then they would go back to the second half from last week's game. Yeah. So were you guys playing in England? Were you aware of the the soccer landscape over here as far as the Premier League, Craig? When you, do you know that your your games were kind of being broadcast over here? Yeah, yeah. Whenever our games were on, we were well aware that the games were on in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have friends and family texting. Mm-hmm. But you do realize it, 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 when you get into the business, why they show Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City. You can see why they do that because the numbers are so much larger than in Canada. If you're showing West Ham or one of the lower lower teams, you know, like yeah. those other teams are very popular. And I used to complain when I you know heard about it that geez, they only show Man U, Liverpool. You know, like why don't they show somebody else? Well. When you're trying to make your money back, those numbers are always solid. They're definitely the biggest supported clubs in Canada. And yeah. that's why we selected those teams more often than not. That's why we uh, we retained the late Sunday kickoff, that time slot, because it was generally a biggest match of the weekend mm-hmm. at those days. Um, but you're right. I remember getting so much hate from people. Why are you showing this game and never show this team? Why do you never show Aston Villa? Why do you never show Birmingham? Why it's like, well, yeah. just look at the numbers because they weren't even close. I mean, you get maybe yeah. 10,000 for a for a Stoke against Villa and then you get 200,000 for, for United Chelsea or United Liverpool. It's just yeah. spoke volumes. People used to say, oh, you hate Manchester United because you got beat 9-0 and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, no. The truth is, I love Manchester United because <laughs> they keep you employed. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can get any game you want, whenever you want. The world's changed, fellas. The world's changed. Is it for the better? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, it's what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> Can't like, about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I know Fubo do a good job. That's all I know. And they, they pay us, so we're happy. Yes. <laughs> Very happy. Um, did you get a chance to watch uh, much of the John Herman press conference yesterday? Saw the fallout. Was the fallout? I don't know. It seemed like a lot of people were... People are, are criticizing him leaving CSA. Why? And I think, I don't know. I've just seen some... I'm just reading my old Twitter... People are like, oh, he's shite. Thank God he I can't believe he's le- can't believe he's going to TFC. He's not going to bring anything. Other people, he's he's leaving when they need the most. Just when you needed me most. Um, you know? So he's getting so he's getting bashed a little bit too. I think it's great. Good for you. Bigger and better. You co- no, everyone's never gonna be happy. No. <laughs> right. Right. That's one thing you will never please everybody. Nope. Well, how was it, Charms? You were the one. You were the one. You made it to the uh, press conference up in Downsview, right? Yeah, yeah, the training complex. The training complex. What was the scene? It was pretty busy. I mean, listen, it's a a late summer, week before school starts, so people are away, right? But it was still pretty busy there. The usual suspects, most of them were there. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I I don't think we, we... learn anything we didn't know already i guess that the two words that were used over and over by various parties were culture and fractures 
So, you know, Bill Manning said this a thousand times. John referred to it numerous times about this this club, TFC, needs a culture shift. Um, and the the phrase fractures in the room were brought up a lot and a lot of comparison to when John took over Canada and those divisions in the room then. And that his his main, his biggest skill is to reinvent the psyche of a group, which he's done with the women, done with the men, and which he must now do with with TFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked a question about Lassinia and Bernadeschi and can they be the solution? And of course, John said the right things there, I think, um, kind of talked around it. Bill Manning was asked too about will they be part of TFC when John takes over? And uh, actually, Which is what again? Singh. Sorry, Sharms, hmm? October, October 1st? October 1st, yeah. Okay. Our boy Mikey Singh asked Bill a couple of times about that. Yeah. And the, yeah, the answer is also from Jason Hernandez were, well, we, we hope so. Oh, jeez. Just yeah, we hope nothing so. Nothing definitive. We hope so. But, uh, you know, they even mentioned there are lots of rumors out there, but Jason Hernandez said that to this point, he's had no deal or offer put to him on his desk for either of those players to leave. But they are kind of central, right, to this rebuild one way or the other, right, Jimmy? Either you're convinced them to stay and they're a big part of it and we know they're good enough players or what we suspect is going to be the case, they're not part of the solution. And then you just get rid of them and it's a brand new blank canvas for for Herman. Yeah. I mean, if you're John Herman, would you rather get rid of those two and then bring in players that you want? Or see if you can change their their attitude and their commitment and, and get them to buy into what you're what you're doing. Now that's going to take a little bit of time as well. It's time consuming. And then he's only going to have a little amount of time to work with them in October. And then you're in the off season. And then you don't know what's going to happen until they show up for preseason. So I mean he's got a decision to make, and I'm sure they're going to talk about it in the offseason, whether do we keep these two and see if we can get the best out of them or we get rid of them, free up some money and let's go get ourselves a number nine and a number 10 and build down the core. I got to think that Insigne is a tough one to offload at this moment with his contract. He's not going anywhere. There's only well, one place he can go and that's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And there were, there were the, the only other way is you're going to have to eat, eat some of his salary. Oh boy. They're sorry, probably so putting coaches. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Oh no, no. It's, I was just thinking they're probably putting together, and I don't know, Jimmy, is this what they do? But in my brain, the best marketing promo tape of Insigne being sent all over the place, showing all of his skills. Like, it, do they do anything like that? Almost like a recruiting. Like, would they be sending that off to other other teams? Or no, they'll they'll say he's. They could say he's available, and they'll put it out there to a few clubs that could be interested or might have been interested before he ended up going to Toronto FC. But then what ends up happening is people do their homework as well. And then they'll be watching thinking, okay, well, here's how he's been performing. Does a certain manager want to deal with that? The attitude that he's been showing over the last number of months. Um, and then you might get a manager that could turn around and say, yeah, sign him. Maybe we can get him for a fraction of the cost. Maybe they'll eat some of that money and we'll get him back to where he was. But it's like what we said before. But it's like what we said before. You know, you got, you know, Insigne on the the left, you got Bernadeschi on the right. But 
they don't have anybody down the middle. They don't have a 10. So these guys can do all the work out wide, but if you're putting the ball into the box and you don't have a number nine that's going to put it in the back of the net, then those two are they're irrelevant because you're not, you're not getting the best out of them. Yeah, the team wasn't built properly. Yeah. You've got two excellent white players, but there's no guy down the middle. It's a bit of a problem, isn't it? At this point, though, Wong, it'll be the no agents problem. too. His agent will be shipping him and shopping him everywhere and speaking to other agents and almost trying to broker a deal themselves to get him out of there. Is it is it just me? But it was a year ago that he got signed, right? And it was huge fanfare. Sharms, what was it like? Enthusiastic, energetic for John being... Herdman being uh, named coach, or was it just uh, compared to an Insigne signing? No, you know, it's funny. Bill Manning, you know, was said the right things, obviously, right? But he wasn't full of bravado. He was very happy that John's coming aboard and, and you know, thought he could be kind of transformative for the club, obviously. But he's well aware of the stick he's getting and, and the pressure he's getting. He was asked, I think it's Mikey Singh again, who was really good yesterday, as he always is. He asked him, you know, is this your last chance to make this right? Is your job on the line here? And uh, Bill Manning, he said, listen, my job's always on the line, kind of nature of the business, simple as that. But I think it's a valid point. It is. <laughs> this this better work out. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I, I spoke to John a little bit off camera, and he is buzzing about this. He, he used the word um, just refreshing. It was time to move on. Um yeah. He said, you know, after the World Cup is when it all kind of began, he began thinking about moving on and, you know, has he done the job at, at Canada before all the, I mean, there was obviously player issues before then. But I think Craig, his, his head had been turned um, mm. several months ago now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, he was growing frustrated. I mean, he put in a shift for Canada soccer, both the women and the men, did an excellent job. He's a guy that likes to, put pressure on players to challenge themselves and he challenges himself personally as well. And I know he's getting some criticism for, Oh, you know, telling players not to play in MLS, go to Europe and everything else. But as a coach, this is completely different. This is completely different. And I think that the, the timing and MLS with no relegation and being able to build and have some time with that, I think it's absolutely perfect for him. And his personality suits it. He's intense and he, he'll love the day in, day out uh, part of the job. And you, know, you don't have to win right away. You know, it's not like the national team where you've got qualifying in every game. You've got to win this game. You've got to win this game. And you can continue on. you got to get that success. Uh, I think with this, it's, you know, you don't have to win every single game. You just have to finish in the top nine, which they're <laughs> not going to do this year, of course, but in yeah. your division. And after that, make the playoffs. Who knows what can happen? Yeah. I don't know if he's going to have too much time. Like you, people in Toronto, they they want success. They've gone through a hard time now over the last last couple of years, and mm-hmm. I think John's going to be under a bit of a microscope as well to make get things right right away. Um, and TFC's going to want that because they know they need they need ticket sales, they need bums and seats. And if you're going into the third year, they don't start off well. It's going to be a disaster again. You know, so I think it, you're right. It, if it, they it, keep. Bernadeschi and Insigne, you keep those guys, there's going to be very high expectations that John Herman is the solution next season, right? It's going to be a high-paid team, one of the highest payrolls in MLS. If they yeah. ditch those two guys or one of those guys, they're going to bring in someone else of a big name, right? And yeah. once again, expectations will be through the roof. I don't think anyone is prepared for a, for a rebuild. 
at Toronto no. FC next season. Oh, you know, this will be a bit of a, a discovery season for John. No, no, I think they're going to be expecting success, yeah. success straight and, away. Which and, is and it's, it's going to be difficult for John as well. You know, with the national team, yeah, you, because you only have the players in there for a short period of time. And yeah, it's intense, you know, from six in the morning to six at night and with your staff working because you only have a few days to to prep. But you can't really do that in club football because you need that. There's so much that's going on and so many games that are coming and travels coming and, you know, you, you've got to maintain players and, you know, and then what ends up happening after a few months in, you know, the, the, the staff, the players, you need those little breaks where it's like days off and get away from the game a little bit because it, it does become intense after a while once the season gets going. So it's, you know, I think he's going to have to balance the way that he was with the national team and then the way when he goes into club football because you, you can't be as intense at times as you want to be. Sometimes you need that little breather and that little getaway. Everybody does. Can I just say, um, I think Jimmy's playing the he'll long so, game. He'll surround himself. <laughs> Jimmy's playing the long game. He's got three. He's, he's figured out that John's got three years. <laughs> that means Jimmy's got three years to promote himself for, for TFC and even more. Once he gets the job, he won't have time for Footy Prime. It's the countdown to Jimmy leaving Footy Prime. <laughs> it starts he's, today? Yeah, it's seriously. He's already planning his retirement. Can we get a countdown clock, JC? <laughs> yeah, Every right. single show moving forward. And listen, I'll still be I'll still be here. Don't worry about that. Hey, listen, in three years' time, boys, Jimmy's buyout clause will be almost unaffordable for anyone. Yeah. You guys well, the good thing is they don't Canadian. hire Canadians. Nobody, nobody does. So it, <laughs> okay exactly. So we'll be comfortable here. Yeah. yeah. Hey, actually, um, um, John did allude to the fact, though. And by the way, John is Canadian. Uh, just so you know, right? Citizen. Is he? Um, I'm pretty sure. I think he's landed. No, he's been landed. Years here. He, he has not got his passport. Has he not? No. What's he waiting for? Well, he's going through the process. He doesn't want twelve wanna... years. Yeah, it's still a process. They have not got it yet. Well, listen, I told him that he must come on the pod soon. He's all excited about coming on the pod. So we will put yeah. it to him. What took so long? Why is it <laughs> taking so long? My next door neighbor is off the boat and he's got a passport already. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in your welcome package. Here's yeah, a welcome package. Yeah. You got some flies, Tim Hortons. You got some maple Another- syrup and you got a passport. Not a not a lick of English, but he's walking around with his passport like that. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> yeah, um, John uh, will, John will get it though, and that's a, that's another thing about him staying in Canada is that if he left Canada, getting your citizenship might be more difficult. Mm-hmm. So nothing wrong with being a Canadian. It, it works than, out well for him, right? I mean, listen, his family's his family's Canadian, right? Twelve years, his boy's mm-hmm. playing. He's got a younger daughter, of course. Um, Terry Dunfield, by the way, he, he mentioned that Terry will stay on first team staff when all the dust settles, which is great for Terry. That's I'm good news for, for Terry. Really great. He's bringing Robin Gale over as well. And who knows who else? I mean, we all know John's got a big staff right with Canada, which the funds of which he, he raised to pay them, I guess. Um, now he's got big bucks for the, the backroom staff. He'll get what he wants. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Has the contract leaked out yet? Do we know anything about the contract? It's a $500 million a year. <laughs> Just Saudi money, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> 
wonder if John would have jumped to Saudi Arabia. Hmm, we should ask him that as well when he comes on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Saudi Arabia came calling, John, would you? Yeah, never say never. Yep. Anyway, plenty of change there at TFC. I mean, I listen, there's detractors. There's always detractors. People want to find a reason to slam either TFC or Canada Soccer or John Herbin. I think this is just the best timing for everyone involved. Simple mm. as that. 12 years is a very long time at any job. Was there, anything, was there anything that wasn't said, Sharms? You know how uh, we always, it's not just what's said, but what also isn't said. Was there any questions that you would have wanted to ask that you didn't get to ask? Well, or, uh, no, I think I've got most of them in. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, he's not going to slam Candace Soccer, is he? He spoke no. highly of the team and what, what's, you know, yeah. how hard it is to kind of walk away from a, a World Cup. But the next person's, he, he's got next month, right, to transition the next person in, or in this case, it's Morabiello, right? They won't hire a full time guy, although it might well be Mora, who knows? Um, but he wants to leave the place better than he found it. That's what he said. So that will take a few weeks, of course. And also, he said he just wants to kind of decompress and breathe a little bit, which I think is smart. He can't really accomplish anything this season. He's going to get control October the 1st, three games, I think, left at that point mm. in the season. So just to get his foot under the rug, so to speak. Find out who's staying, who's not going. But I'm sure he didn't say that he'd spoken to anyone. I think he's spoken to one player, and he had to be an international for Canada. So I'm assuming it's Ozo. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the yeah. math here. Probably him. I can't believe Oso is 31 already. Hmm? Oso is 31 already. I know. Time flies. I get the impression that Oso is not the kind of guy to suffer fools gladly. He doesn't buy into the big-time charliness of certain players. So I'm sure he'll give John a real good, without being teacher's pet, I'm not saying that, but I'm sure he would have given John a pretty good, accurate lay of the land inside that room. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. Also, also is TFC. He wants he wants the club to be successful. And if there's things that are they're going on, I'm sure he's had discussions and said, "Here's what needs to be fixed." And you know, he's a ears and eyes on the ground. And it, you know, he's got to address certain things that aren't right in order for them to be fixed and get the club back on track. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's part of his his duty. I mean, be kept quiet then you're not doing what's best for the for the club and the team to be successful how important is michael bradley going to be to this this revamp of transit fc he's 36 years old not much Time's Maybe caught up pitch, to him. obviously i mean listen they've got to address that midfield one way with or without michael bradley right but mm-hmm. um this is someone that much like Ozo, more so, you know, he'll he'll be very important, I would think, to, to letting John into just what's been the problem this season. I think you, you hang on to Michael Bradley is what I'm saying here, do you not? Even at 36, he's got to be, you've got to retain some some leadership and some some veteran influence, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah you do need a blend. They do have some old players, though. There's plenty of guys in their late 20s, early 30s, you know. And uh, with all the travel uh, that uh, is MLS, I think that catches up to them. Yeah. You know, it might be the something as well that John's thinking about, thinking, you know, Michael's dad was, was the coach, and John's coming in with some new, fresh ideas, and maybe it's 
maybe it's time that he's thinking, right, I've got to move Michael on as well. I want a clean slate and start start fresh. Do you think that a 36-year-old Michael Bradley would be the target of clubs? Mm. I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't know. 36 is old, man. Coming off injury as well. <laughs> oh, 36, and then, you know, whatever club's going to take him or if he stays, is he – is he going to play 30-odd games in a season? Probably not no next chance. year. No chance. But maybe he knows that, right? I mean, listen, he's still got some game, though. I mean, I'm not saying he's he's, he's done his career. He, mm. He's been hurt for most of this campaign. When he's played, he's played okay. He played center yeah, back yeah. last week, for crying out loud. Still yeah, versatile. Yeah. Yeah, in this no. league, in the standard of this league, he, he can still play a part. Yeah, He's a clever, he's a smart player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking at, you know, um, John relied on Atiba for years, right? not just on the pitch, but being that that voice of reason in the room, being that head of that leadership group, an older player who was fading. I wonder if he looks at, at Michael as a similar type of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll definitely get a feel for it. And he certainly is a great guy to have around. I mean, he's been incredible for trying. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On OSC, we can't take anything away from Michael Bradley and what he's done for this club. It's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But uh, there will become a time, and I think that time is getting close, where he's going to have to think about other things, other options, and... <laughs> You can't keep playing forever. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, you got to take your hat off to Michael as well. He's done a hell of a job with this organization. He's mm-hmm. led, led by example. He's won championships. You know, he's uh, he's been great, great for Toronto FC. But you're right, it gets to a point where, you know, all players want to play forever, but there's got to be a point where you, you've got to walk away from the game because it's, the time's up. You know, one of the things that Toronto FC did back, you know, when they made that big splash for Altador, Giovinco, and Bradley, they were still, you know, in the prime of their careers at that time. Maybe not Giovinco, but pretty damn close. I mean, he was spectacular when he came here. But when you start moving to older players in CNA 32, even Bernadeschi 29, you know, you sometimes uh, that's a, that's hit and miss. There's a reason why they're coming over here, not only just for the money, but the standard of play, and you know that they're falling behind uh, playing in the top five leagues in the world. It's, uh, I, I like the going for a, you know splash out for a younger player, um, more so in his prime. Then you're going to get more out of them, like they did with Altador and uh, and Bradley. Someone you can mold mold into what you want you know you're getting guys in their late 20s early 30s they ain't going to change 
right? They're still no. forget the footballing, but their mentality. If they're they're troublesome in the room at thirty, they're not going to suddenly become great team members, are they? No, no, no. And this league still, you know, it still has a reputation for bringing on older players that are on their downside of the careers. Example: Messi. Do you see that video uh, Dub sent us? It's, it's great. It's uh, from way back when. It's Messi just bitching Luis Rubiales <laughs> back in La Liga and was it 2007 or something? <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. Rubiales was like a pylon. <laughs> uh, I think his shorts fell off at one point. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> to be fair, though, Messi, Christ almighty, when he was in his late teens and early 20s, I mean, PlayStation he he's, he's doing well now, let alone... Back then, it was different level. He's playing tonight, right? Sorry, he's sorry. Let me rephrase that. He's scoring tonight, right? <laughs> Let me look up. Actually, I'm going to find some uh, Tony Bet odds here. I'm interested though into them if they can somehow make the playoffs. Eleven points back with eleven games left. It's not happening, Craig. Are they? I think, they I think they're still second favorite to win the whole thing, aren't they? I think they yeah, I'm checking in. the odds. Um, but they they might be the favourites, but you know where that's coming from, right? They're not going to do it. Eleven. It's not even. I said this last time. It's not so much that they're eleven points back of the last playoff spot. It's all those teams between them and the last playoff spot. They're not all going to start losing every game. Every game, are they? No. But what will happen is those teams down there will average just over a point a game. So, say they've got ten games left, that makes it twenty-one points. That's what your challenge. That's what you're looking at. I mean. Miami's got to win eight or nine of the remaining games to have a chance. And if they do, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. But they've well, only won uh, goal scoring odds in Tony Bet right now. Messi is his fourth favorite right now, plus 640 to win the Golden Boot. Right. <laughs> Henny Mukhtar is the favorite. He's, He's got, got one goal in MLS, right? season. Um, okay. So for. Okay. Miami slipped. They're now, they're now just the third favorites to win MLS Cup, a plus 667. <laughs> wow. Um, to win the Eastern Conference, their second favorites, a plus 267 behind uh, Cincy. So there you have it. The bookies still believe in Inter Miami. Craig still believes in Inter Miami. I think they're going to fall short. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to be close. It'd be amazing if they did put it that way. It would be, be. really, would really be. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think MLS would like that? Um, let me think about that. Although there's, there's always <laughs> that, that case of blowing your load too early, isn't there? Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. <laughs> yeah. Got three kids out of that. <laughs> you promised me. You should have pulled out, Jimmy. Fuck me. <laughs> At least twice. <laughs> Can't believe you guys are separated and divorced. Um, <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? Oh, yes, no, no, just going back to press conferences and new managerial signings. Do you have any any recollections of new managers, your clubs being signed and having press conferences that stood out? Or were, were all the players watching that initial press conference? Or... Did he just not really care about what was being said? Just show it to us in the training pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really care. 
to be honest, no. as a player. I mean, you're interested. You're looking for that little bit. I mean, it's, when things are going bad at the club, when you bring somebody in too, and they take away a bit of a distraction and there's a bit of a lift and you hope that there can be a change and there's an excitement around that for sure. Um, I think when Ipswich brought in John Lyle, that was a, I thought I did listen to that one because the respect I had for John Lyle and what he did at West Ham and coming to Ipswich was absolutely brilliant. The best of the best. Did you find yourself inclined to kiss the new manager's ass as quickly as possible? Do you go full Eddie Haskell when someone joins uh, a new club? No, with John Lyle, he was like he was like the mafia man. He was like East End mafia. Like you just didn't you didn't fuck with John Lyle. <laughs> he was too witty. He was too sharp. He was, you couldn't banter him. Like he, he was, fucking <laughs> guy was amazing. Yeah. He'd see through you if you were just bullshitting. Yeah. And calm. He could be like the most calming guy too at times. Like you come in the dressing room at halftime and all shit, all the hell's breaking loose and people are pointing fingers and what the hell's going on. And you just go over and make his little cup of tea and then a little plastic cup there and tell everybody to shut up and sit down and I'm going to tell you how to win this game. <laughs> and you boy. <laughs> often he would. He was He was fantastic. He kept us in the Premier League for three years. We had no right with that squad staying in that division for three years. It was all down to him. And I can't say that about too many managers, actually. Like, yeah. They get he too much influence. criticism and they get too much praise sort of that way, you know what I mean? It's somewhere in the middle for coaches, I think. But nature of the I, business. I remember I remember when Joe Jordan got signed as a Matt as a gaffer. And I remember in the dressing room, everybody's looking around, like, who knows about Joe and everybody. You, know, you just hear stories about managers. I remember the older players are like, I don't know, like he's he's meant to be fucking crazy, man. He's meant to be wild and fucking nuts. And I'm sitting there, I'm just a young fucking guy. I have no idea what's going what's going on here. And then all of a sudden, the door opens, boom, gets smashed against the wall. This guy comes in, whether it's six three six, just tower monster of a man, just looks mean and evil. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, Jesus, who's it? Look at this guy. And he's like, night lads, get your boots and your trainers on the training pitch in 10 minutes. So I'm like, that was it, right? Fucking goes back out the door. And I'm looking at the guys. I'm like, what's this? Not even come in. Hi, lads. Hi, nice to meet you. And little handshakes. And we get out into the training pitch. We're going to be the fittest team in this league. Let's go. We ran like dogs. Like dogs, we're running, run, run, run every day. And I remember saying it to the captains and that, like Mark Shale, and I was like, hey, Shale, I said, you got to have a word with this guy. Like, we can't keep running like this. He's like, fuck off. You go tell him. I'm saying, I'm not telling him. <laughs> Nobody told him anything. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the captains, were, captains were terrified of him. Complete intimidation. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Pure. Now, was he was he fired when you were at the club still, or had he left? No, he he got fired. Yeah, he got. So fired when did it turn? Day. When did it start going wrong? Well, charms when we weren't getting results. Oh. <laughs> we we were Hashtag fit. We were fit. <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't get results. Yeah, and then he he was out. But I mean, even when he like he must have been in. 50s and when he, even when he took his top off he was just ripped 
Every day he was running, sit-ups, push-ups in the gym. He was a monster of a man. He should have spent more time at the tactics board, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Jimmy, I remember out of, I don't know if Craig's ever been, but I've seen pictures of you for the TFC press conference. What's yeah. that like sitting up there with a bunch of Yabo journalists like Sharms? Oh, no, the asking time. those probing questions yeah, it was, it was like, intimidating yeah. hey jimmy all those you, tough ones well, yeah do you prepare no, there, there was a, there was like, a few there's a few people that that asked good football questions because they got it and then you get a hockey guy or a guy that covers baseball trying to ask questions and you're just like what is this guy talking about right now what cringe. is he asking me i'd cringe for you it'd be a oh. press conference and can you can you hey, some, hey jimmy it was the questions were, hey, hey Jimmy, uh, you, can you do that, uh, you know, that banana kick on the on the corner, that banana kick? Can you do that? Or do you got one of those, like, the headshots? Like, you know, you, how's that? The headshot. Yeah, yeah how's your headshot? <laughs> the headshot. <laughs> do you prepare for that, though? Do you, like, did someone walk you through? Do you guys have a media media guy at TFC at the time? It was Michelle, wasn't it? Michelle Lissell. Yeah, Michelle Lissell. She did the, the media. But did she practice with you, or did no. they just go, "Hey, Jimmy, you're no, you're a big boy. Like, here, you're up, and here's who's in there. They're gonna ask you questions. You're like, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, no problem." Did you wear underwear? No. Okay, good. You could always tell because Jimmy would sit at the table in his shorts, and his his whole fucking lunch kit would be hanging out of his shorts, just to disarm the journalists. Yeah, it works. I just leave well. it open a little bit so they can have a little peek, and then if I saw them looking, <laughs> I'd point at them. <laughs> hey, what are you looking at? Stop eyes up here <laughs> take, take that glance take that glance away from the bulge in my pants you look in my eyes when we talk you're giving them stage fright yeah. yeah there were some doozies back in those days some of those questions man like you'd be sitting there i'll be sitting beside a reporter who asked some stupid inane question and he just felt embarrassed for you guys like oh god we're trying to be something here and here these guys coming over from europe you know, they've got some names to them, some name value. Look at Dickie or someone, <laughs> or Robbo. And they're, they're being polite. They're trying to answer the questions, but you know exactly what's going on in their heads. thinking, who the fuck are these? Where have I come to? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot better now, that's for sure. Yep. Yep. Now you're getting actual football people asking questions. Um, hey, when you were captain, Jimmy, I mean, obviously so many managerial changes at TFC back in those days. So much yep. fluidity at the top of the club. Were you ever... Did they ever come to you and ask your opinion or, or give you a heads up something was going on as captain? Um, sometimes, like if a manager was leaving, they would just give you a heads up and just say, hey, listen, this is the next manager that's going to be coming in. You know, keep this keep this quiet, just share it with the the older older heads in the in the dress room. But yeah, not not too much. They wouldn't ask you, you know, should we bring this guy in or this guy's going to be coming in or we're interviewing that person. They would never tell you that, but they would just let you know. Give you a little heads up of what's happening. It was it was Mo, and then was it John Carver, or was there one in between? I forget now. No, it was Mo, then John Carver, JC, Chris Cummins, yeah, Chris Cummings, Dazzo, then, then Precky, Dazzo interim, Dazzo was interim, Precky, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we had lots. Just as there hasn't many coaches as we have players coming in. Yeah. The players were ridiculous. It was a revolving door. Every week there was new guys in, guys leaving. You were like, what the fuck? What's going on here? Who was yeah, the one player that came in that got you excited when you heard he was coming in? 
Uh, Wasn't much to be excited about back no, then. No, not too much. I mean, Laurent Robert, when you thought, okay, here he, he's coming, which he was dynamite in England. But then when he got here, he couldn't move. He's on turf, his knees were gone, and you could see little glimpses of how he could play, but he yeah. was just way past the sell-by date. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah, I remember when he came, I was really excited because Newcastle had been just so good. So much yeah. fun to watch, you know, from free kicks in particular, right? He was just incredible. Who was yeah, the yeah. Dutch guy that said we are at Toronto I see is the worst football Danny team Kovemans. in the world? Danny Kovemans. Yeah. 2012. That was the Aaron Vinter era, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Toronto I see have had some fucking bad years. Like seven <laughs> years in the bottom three. Yeah. Yeah. They would be a yo-yo club, wouldn't they? Yeah, but you you gotta you gotta you gotta keep in mind too, when you when you build a club in MLS now and put a squad together, it's not like what we had to have because we had to have a certain amount of Canadians that were on that roster that were in the starting lineup, and we had a lot of guys that had no business being on on that roster or in that squad. So it was completely different from what it is now. So you had experienced guys that, you know, had a few hundred games under their belts coming over from Europe and or elsewhere in MLS. And then you had some guys that were just playing local football, making up the roster. Mm-hmm. And some of them had to play and you were just, they weren't good enough. But because of the criteria that you had to meet when you put the roster together, that's where we, we really struggled because we didn't have the player pool. Now it's night and day if you build a squad in MLS. Completely different. Yeah, Canadians not being foreigners helps. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> um, who is it? Um, oh, Amado Guevara. He was outstanding, he was, wasn't he? What a, what a player. He's probably one of the best I played with, that guy. Was he? What a footballer. Whoa. Amazing. He I remember was. Torsten Frings arrived. Were you playing when Torsten was there? Or was that after no. you? You retired at that, that point, right? Another player who like, holy crap, Torsten Frings, who was legendary German, great player, but again came, I think his ankles were gone at that point. I think his ankles, just not the same player. But now and again, you see a flash and you see the IQ on the pitch. Like, oh man, that's a proper footballer right there. Yeah. Man. Well, the league, the league's got a history of old guys coming over with bad hips and knees, starting with Valderrama. <laughs> that's right. Beautiful. Was that, was that, was that first Bay year? Mutiny. Yeah, Tampa Bay Mutiny. He didn't move out of the center circle. And Frank Yallop was playing with him, and he said, "Got to tell you, like he scored a handful of like a whole bunch of goals too." And he wouldn't. He would already move. He just sprayed around. He was just unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Listen. Before we go, um, David Gold's ashes were, were scattered at the West Ham Stadium this week, um, and it got me thinking. Where should we scatter your ashes when you die? All of us here. Is there, is there a sporting reference? Is it somewhere else? Do you want your ashes scattered? I know Jimmy's mentioned before he wants to be freeze-dried and just sitting in a chair in his, in his front room. Uh, I want to be uh, taken to the taxidermist. Oh, taxidermy. Okay, so stuffed, actually stuffed. You can I be want, freeze-dried uh, now, Jimmy. I, I think I'm on the windowsill. No, I don't want to be freeze-dried. If it's too hot, then I'm fucking melting. I want to just stuff me. <laughs> With what? Don't know yet. Have to figure that one out. <laughs> the the way our bedding is, listeners, no, what should we stuff Jimmy with? 
Can we get some ideas from the listeners there? And we'll, we'll, we'll regale them on News and Dubs on Friday. But yeah, have you thought about this, anyone? Like, assuming you're going to be cremated, obviously we're trying to bury Craig, but that's not going so well right now. So we may have to cremate him. Um, where, yeah. where would you have your Throw it all over the, uh, the grocery store at uh, Upton Park. The grocery store, why? <laughs> well, there's a grocery store where Upton Park is now, or a housing estate. Have to oh, that's drop the ashes sure. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find out where the scent where the, where the gold mouth was uh, at some point and just scatter your ashes could be in the, uh, oh, the I, frozen food section yeah i wonder <laughs> i wonder if bobby moore was scattered on upton park imagine that everybody ends up under a parking lot eventually yeah no kidding i never thought about that before right? all these the lovely king stories of about lester remember the king of england they got him in lester he was going king back Richard. 500 years he's under a parking lot <laughs> <laughs> Can't park here, King Richard's under that that spot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're scattering Craig's ashes in. It could be the frozen food section, could be the the fresh goods section. Who knows? Of of the grocery store at Upton Park. Uh, JC, have, have you thought about this? I'm, I'm seeing that you strike me as someone that has. Well, I mean, I've had different ideas. I mean, the first one obviously comes to mind would be in a parking lot because eventually that parking lot will get turned into something, whether it's a, <laughs> a daycare or a brothel. Um, but the other thing I thought was perhaps perhaps you could have like a, a special edition Charmin's proper JC pie. So you can just sprinkle little bits of JC inside of a pie. And it's but you don't know if you're getting one of the JC pies, but it's like mm, this has a little little taste of little taste of death. Yeah, that's so, nice. You know, great marketing can you see ball bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's ball bag it's like what cannibals would eat would eat their their enemies to it's a little, little bit salty this pie yeah. <laughs> steak and kes- testicle pie steak and testicle pie <laughs> i can i can just for the record we we put no testicles in any of our pies yet at this point <laughs> yet <laughs> but when we do it may well be jc's there could be a market for this <laughs> well no, you've definitely thought about this yeah, but it's changed all the time. It's uh, a dynamic thought. Uh, now that Jimmy's going to get stuffed, I want to. I want to be with Jimmy, yeah. wherever he is. Put us on uh, at the bus stop, you yeah. know, just like we're waiting for the bus. <laughs> you could have us anywhere, like every week, a new place. You yeah. could rent Jimmy's- you out for parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy stuffed with Warner. Drop me at a strip joint. Yeah, you guys just take well, me where, <laughs> take me take me wherever. I'll be like weekend at Bernie's. That's just right. I think everywhere. we now know what we're going to stuff Jimmy with. <laughs> yeah, <Wonder. Take> water. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fatter, more unathletic-looking Jimmy, <laughs> slightly more Asian-looking. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Is it? It must be illegal to stuff a human being, right? Yeah, we're going to have to look this up. I'm I really curious. So. I think once you've passed on, you have no rights to the actual uh, cadaver. But a desecrating a, a human body, though, there's laws against that, right? Like necrophilia is really frowned upon. So far. So far. <laughs> not it saying it should be, just saying it is. So I wonder if that would be the same, <laughs> the same type of uh, legal argument. It, I, the, my first quick Google search says it's illegal to stuff us. It is, huh? Yeah, Wonger, we can start fighting that. All right. Just like the uh, AGCO has banned gambling commercials for celebrities and influencers. Lucky we have ex-athletes and athletes. How can they they enforce the ex-athlete? 
everyone's allowed to, to earn a buck. As an ex-athlete, you're, you're not an athlete anymore. How can you enforce that? Wow. It'll be interesting to see. It's in February, but you know, I'm I, I think we're okay with JC and I. No, not a celebrity or, or an influencer. I, I, it's not, I'm, I'm pretty safe. I think it's just it's just Dubs, Craig, and Jimmy. We've got to worry about here, right? Unless you change names, we don't know the guidelines yet. They said February of 2024 they'll be starting to crack down, but I I don't know what the deal is. So we're so gonna have to just log season. off. Log off when you guys advertise and then bring us back on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you, I know. They love taking the money from the gambling, don't they? The old taxes, they love that. Oh, yeah. But you can't promote it. Treated like children, aren't we? Um, anyway, is there any, um, any lawyers out there amongst our listeners who would like to, to join our cause to legalize taxidermy of human beings? <laughs> <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> I'm really we'll do it in this. Yeah, and we'll and we'll we'll uh, if you do it for free, we'll name uh, a Charmin's proper pie after you. Yeah, I will. Yeah, right. Yeah. An advocate pie, an advocate pie. Yeah, of some form. Yep. So if you can win this battle for us, <laughs> so Jimmy can get his wish, and Wonga, <laughs> then we will name a pie after you. That's brilliant. <laughs> we can at Jimmy's, <laughs> and then just play um, with right. the dog and bear. <laughs> um anything else you want to get to boys i guess i missed a huge story because i mean we're doing this on thursday morning uh, wednesday morning i haven't actually uh had a chance to go through the, the well news carabao articles. cup has already started eh oh that's not yet okay spurs, yeah, lost. spurs lost again spurs yeah. another year not winning the league yes cup. was that ash balls failing obviously oh my god <laughs> Do they even play? Like, do they bother with this stuff? If you're losing out at this point already, I haven't even seen the. Uh, let me have a look. The team is like, yeah, they lost some penalties to Fulham. Um, yeah, I like, think. I'm asking seriously though. Do they care at this point? Well, like, Spurs should care. Should they? It's a trophy. Yeah, and they yeah. just need a freaking trophy. That's all they need. Yeah. Hey, by by the way, have you guys noticed this? Bayern Munich's getting linked with a lot of English players right now. Who's next? Well, they're talking right now about uh, Eric Dyer being linked with them from Tottenham. They're talking about uh, they're after Connor Gallagher from Chelsea. And uh, uh, what's his name? Trevor Chalaba as well. All linked with Bayern Munich. Why do you think that is? Harry is working out well, but... I don't know. It's a strange one, though, isn't it? They're going after all the English players now. Could it, could it be, Jimmy, that English football is just now developing really good players? And now yeah, the doors are so. open to Europe. Yeah, and I think the, the English players are uh, more, more interested in traveling into the continent as what they were before. Mm-hmm. Before, before they would never, you never, very rarely did you hear an English player leaving England. Now they're they're all going out. They're going to Italy. They're going to Germany. They're Spain. Maybe the irony is because of Brexit, they're now fleeing the country to Europe. Yeah, <laughs> they're going down the shitter. Um, Eric Dyer, though, I mean, Eric Dyer spent a lot of his life in Germany, right? I think his dad was yeah. in the military, and uh, he played there obviously beforehand. But 
think he's got both nationalities, I believe. Yeah. Remember when he signed with Spurs well, and to England? Sure. It was a big deal because Germany could have had him. Yeah. I know. I'm glad that the, uh, I think it's good for the English national team that you're going to see more players getting experience on the continent. I think Harry yeah. Kane going to buy a minute is great for England. You've seen a few in England now, or in uh, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Jude Bellingham now at Real Madrid as well. Oh, he's killing it. Killing it right now. Wow. What a player. And they're just embracing him. The fans love him, apparently. He's 20. He's 20 or yeah. 19. He's a kid, wow. though. Success story. Um, okay. Well, if that's it. That's it. We'll return on Friday with news and dubs. Unless we have another emergency pod between now and then. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. John Quet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in the dressing room and said, no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, hope you enjoyed that. Um, FuboTV.com slash footy prime. Subscribe. Tons of football on there. Premier League from both England and, of course, Canada. And uh, lay some, uh, sprinkle some of your hard-earned money just for dubs on tonybet.ca. We'll do our parlay on Friday's show and try and win for the first time. I don't know what our, our tactics should be this week. We thought we did better last week. We didn't. Um, we'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll get Alex on from Tony Bet real soon, Wonga, yeah. and kind of just talk to him about the best way to gamble football because parlays aren't easy, apparently. Assuming, of course, we're allowed to. Even when you pick all favorites, right? We picked all favorites and we were three and six. It's three tough, man. There's a reason why it was pay $5 pays 185. <laughs> they see us. They see idiots like us coming from a mile off though, right? Yeah. So like, you know, there's the, the, the suits at the ivory towers of, of Tony Bet saying, oh, here they come. Yeah. Here they come, those idiots, those yeah. big time Charlies. Nice bets, losers. Nice bets. <laughs> Our $5 investment each week. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you on Friday. Uh, cheers for listening. Keep buying newspapers, guys. Yeah, bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Well, that should hold them. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 